This episode comes with a content warning. The following contains scenes of psychological horror and frightening imagery. Timestamps and details in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. Now, where did we leave off? Ah, yes. Finally, uncovering the secret library they had been searching for, the party discovered notes that had been left behind by Uver himself without his memory. Seeing Uver's distress at his missing memories, Hamir offered to help him with his chalice, and the two began an esoteric ritual as reality began to fade from view. I had a nice transition. Well, he, he I'll just set I'll you just up. fabricate a new one. The... Speaking of people leaving. <laughs> so, where we left off in our last episode was it a bit of a cliffhanger. And You don't say. Yeah, so we might be kind of taking a look at different characters having different perspectives on the situation and so far in the show, we've had some scenes where if your character wasn't there, the player also wasn't there at the table, so they didn't see what had happened there. Uh, we've also seen sometimes where if your character wasn't there, but it was just going to be a short time period, and no, there wasn't a whole lot of story exciting things happening. We'd just have people stay, and we'd just cut back and forth, like when the party split up on the first level of the dungeon. This time, we put it to a vote, and we decided that we are going to go ahead and split up. Uh, except for me, my character's omniscient. So. Don't you know you never split the party? So before we dive back into the game, I'm going to go ahead and have Jenkins, Petite, and Abby leave the table, and we will see what is happening with Uver and Hamir. Don't believe anything you hear for the next five minutes. As the two of you sat across from each other, each with a hand clasping the chalice, thick green mist began to pour out of the the out the chalice and just surround you. For those outside of this, they began to see mist pouring out of Hamir's eyes and mouth as it's beginning to pool around your feet on the floor of the room. But both of your vision fades away, and you no longer see yourselves in this subterranean library of forgotten information. Instead, you find yourselves in some impossible landscape. Is there ground? Is there sky? Are there edges? Is there any sense of space in this extra-dimensional plane you found yourself? It's hard to tell. What you can tell is that there's the two of you, you are surrounded by ghostly figures, and far off in the distance, you see a strange, possibly humanoid figure clasped in 13 chains, binding it tightly to the ground, despite however it may writhe and strain against it. Uwe. What? What is this place? My mind, I think. It's to help us commune with the knowledge, the power that comes. Where, where, who, where is this knowledge? Who, who has this knowledge? I don't know, but it comes to me. And the chalice is connected to it somehow. And, so. and this, these, these figures, these, these, they are my curse. You needn't bother yourself with them. And the chained one. He's something else. As you say that, the creature strains even harder, and there's just like this wavering of the space around you, almost as if the world itself is kind of rippling with its pulling against the chains to try to get free, and you both get a sense of a malevolent intent. I've made a lot of decisions and choices 
to try and get my daughter back. It's just one of the many. But we're not here about that. We're here for you. What what do I need to do? Focus on what you truly desire, the knowledge that you want, that you need. I need to know what happened. We think of this place like the library. Only you need to just think, find it. However it's sorted, whatever way you prefer, whatever's natural to you. As you begin to think back, Uver, over the library and trying to like retrace your steps and imagine yourself there, you feel like you're just beginning to get a hold on things when just the presence of this entity and chains and the ghosts around you and everything. It's just, it intrudes on your own mind and your thought process. And it just jars you back into it. And you find it feels like all you can focus on is the alien environment around you. It is, it is no use that this, this, this place, wherever this is, is not, I, I cannot, I cannot focus. I am, I get there. I'm so close. Forget about the place we're at. It's not real. We are just in our minds. Remember that. Just think. Focus. Reach out to those... Those... (laughs) Reach out to those threads. Grab them. Hold them. This isn't normal knowledge. This is something different. Something alien. Reach out to it. But, not, but be careful. Reach out to the knowledge. There's many things you'll find. Only reach out to the knowledge you want. I, 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 I try again. I'll try again. Hamir, as Uver closes his eyes in concentration again, you can tell he's having a similar degree of success as his previous attempt, still just getting distracted by the alien landscape. You, however, are familiar with this. You've experienced it before, and you know some mental tricks that you can use to try to cordon off the more unsettling portions of this experience. You begin to focus on a different setting, a different place, and as the space that you're in only exists in your mind, it quickly begins to morph and reshape itself to your whim, and the strange, foggy exterior melts away to smooth, well-kept hardwood floors, a cozy interior of a normal Olfen house, stained glass windows with the the afternoon sunset light dappled in, and nice cups of warm tea on a small table. There. Is this better? Does that help? It, it is. That is much better. I, I... It is less chaotic. Less chaotic. Uber, as you begin to focus now, without this impending sense of just the unknown and the outside trying to push itself in on you, you start to kind of feel a connection. Uh, It starts to sort of feel like there's more going on. Hamir, you begin to see the runes that you've seen on Uver, and they're beginning to softly glow. And as you're looking, you're struck with that sense like when you're in a dream and you're reading a book or a clock or something. And you know it means something, but you can't quite get the meaning. And what you realize as you're trying to look closer and closer at these runes is that they're not individual glyphs, each with their own discrete meaning. It's some kind of script. You're almost getting the sense of sentences and paragraphs. Oh. As this is happening... Uver, you're drawing further and further back into your memories, trying to uncover 
trying to uncover what's happened, what led you to this place, what were you doing in this library? And you start to get the sense that your runes aren't just inscribed on you. They're something else in addition to you. And you start to kind of zero in on that sense and kind of explore that sense. And the more separate you feel from those runes, the more you really start to feel for the first time in it forever, feel your age and you begin to feel very old and very tired. The more you look into just this separation and distinction between yourself and the runes that are on you. You do not understand. I do not understand. Why? What is this? I see something, but I feel... What is this feeling? I don't understand. Hamir starts realizing something and stands up and starts looking out the window. He's like, we're going to need to speed things up if you could. Behind Hamir, on the other side of the room, there's another window. And interior shutters slowly close on the window. And then the wall begins to seal up where that window was. Not the window Hamir's looking out, a different window. Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. I'm sorry. I am. I am. I am getting tired. Uh, I, I, I will. I will try to focus harder. I'll do it quicker. Uver, you begin to pay attention again, thinking back over those memories, and suddenly you feel a flash of pain along your left forearm. And like you grasp your arm and you can almost feel like something tracing on your arm. Ah. As you push through the sense of pain and just like focus on what is the sensation? What is this? You start making out that it feels like someone is inscribing into your arm with a knife, some kind of text. And as this is happening, another window is beginning to seal up and leave blank wall in its place. Uh, I run over and I grab it and I say, we have to go. And then like a giant piece of like a trebuchet rock like breaks half of this building. And then we see like two warring factions coming up against each other all around us. Like, I'm on this way, and I start pole-dragging you. I'm so close, though. I am am almost there. We'll be somewhere else safe soon. Just hold on to that feeling. Hamir, you see an arrow whistling over, and it's just about to hit Uver when one of the ghosts steps up and thrusts a shield in the way to catch the arrow. And as this ghost catches the arrow, it looks down at Uver as if it recognizes him. And I'd say in this position where we're at, they look less ghostly and more solid. Like every, like all the other people in the scene that are fighting. And I'm like, thanks, Volden. We got to get out of here now. Come on. Uver only gives a slight glance, but he's still mostly focused on his arm. <laughs> and then I grab Uver and we start running at this wall. U- you'll, you'll notice that Uver is having a hard time keeping up. Just hold on to it and don't lose it. We're almost there. Be just, just another I'm minute. Trying. I'm trying. I'm old. I'm old. I'm trying. We're all old. Get over it. And then we just pass through the wall. And at that point, I'm going to go ahead and have you two leave, and we'll find out what was happening to the other three. So we're going to go ahead and pick up right where we left off at the end of the last episode. Hamir and Uver have sat across from each other, both with a hand clasping the chalice. (coughs) 
Green fog has begun to pour out of the chalice, pool around their feet, and even some fog is beginning to pour out of Hamir's eyes and mouth and nose. And there's just like this strange, otherworldly chill in the room. And then the two of them go still and silent. Is this what falling in love looks like? (laughs) I don't know. I don't have any experience with that. I, I, I don't think so. Are they okay? Go... Go poke one of them. I don't want to touch them. There's um, green stuff coming out of their eyes. I have might my be mage hand poke one of them. Uh, who do you poke? Um, The one closest to me. I don't know who that is. Okay, so Uver. Yeah, Uver. So your mage hand pokes Uver, and like, it's it's exactly what you'd expect from poking a comatose dwarf. You know, he gets <laughs> poked and he doesn't move. I often poke comatose dwarfs. <laughs> who, I mean, that's what I do Sorry, that in wasn't on my the weekend. <laughs> um... I, I don't I don't think they're okay. Should we wait or should we attempt to wake them up or I mean it seems like Hamir was he was wanting this to happen. I I assume he knows what he's doing. Can I make an occult check or something? Just to like know if we can move them or if we should wait. Yeah, what were your lores again? Uh probably not one to help with accounting lore. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and make an occultism check. I have underworld lore. I don't know if that would I work. I do too. That must be because we're both. Fetchling. Yeah. I was about to say Skex. Uh, I'm just going to tell you no. Um, Dark crystal. Like an 11. Okay. So yeah, you can tell that they've like both. They're in their own mindscape. You don't know if this is the good kind or the bad kind or. You know, in the middle, you don't know if they're trapped in the mindscape. Mm. You just know, you know, they're currently in the mindscape with each other right now. So, um, could I try and reach out into their mindscape? <laughs> oh, because I, 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 I technically can. You could. You could. As you're kind of standing there, though, and thinking over, you know, the pros and cons of that you hear a sharp rapping knock on the door at the far east side of the room. Excuse me. You hear a sharp rapping knock on the door at the far west side of the room. I was about to say, there's nothing on the east side. <laughs> I know, left and right. <laughs> knocking on the east side. Um, does it sound like it's coming from what we know as the cathedral doors or the other door that had nothing to it? Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from that door that just goes down that empty hallway. I don't think we know that it's a cathedral. Um, probably not, but, or I mean, our characters don't, but like we for, don't. for terms of speaking, okay. figuring out the doors. So, uh, did we see though that, that, that hallway was blocked off? I don't remember if we looked I through think there. So. Mm, you, you could say that you'd looked if you want, cause there was a lot of people just kind of milling about mm-hmm. doing stuff. Okay. And I, I assume Hamier we probably looked, looked sure. in there yeah. for more books and junk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did anyone else hear a knock? I was going to ignore it. Did that come from Hamir's brain? <laughs> Question. Has anybody looked at the door? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm probably looking in that direction. Ah. I'm looking at Hamir's probably, brain. Probably the door's when I open heard the knock. The door's open? Mm-hmm. How did they it knock on an open door? It was closed before? It was closed earlier. Hamir closed it behind him. Can I make a search check in a general 20... F- is it 20 foot or 30 foot burst? I think it's a 20 foot burst. A 20 foot burst. 20 foot burst. 20 foot burst. <laughs> A 20-foot burst, uh, not directly at the door, a little bit down, uh, so about 10 feet down, 5 feet over from the door, Twenty foot, a 20-foot burst in that Good luck area. editing It's this. hard to say. It's okay. It's very hard to say. Good luck sure. editing this. 20-foot <laughs> burst. Your, what's your perception bonus? 20-foot burst, uh, 6. Uh, while, while that's going on, uh, since I'm noticing everybody's starting to get on edge, I'm going to hide like behind the bookshelf. So have you like lapped around the corner of the bookshelf and like up here or are you like all the way on the other side i lapped around the corner lap lap okay you take a lap <laughs> licks it <laughs> so alward you're looking over at the other side of the room like scanning through that burst like just seeing if anything's mm-hmm. come through it all seems totally undisturbed to you although you know for sure that door was shut a minute ago and somebody just knocked on it 
Uh, so for those of you at home, I don't know if we ever just discussed this. Uh, when doing the search action, you can either search is in a 15-foot cone in front of you or is it is that where the 30 feet comes in? Yeah, I think so. Or within 30 feet of you, a 20-foot burst, which I think we just <laughs> broke that rule, but that's okay. It's fine. A 20-foot burst. <laughs> okay, now take so, that audio clip and replace every time he said it. <laughs> so... Alward has searched a Tornerfurt burst <laughs> on the other side of the room. <laughs> Zephyr has lapped around the corner of the bookshelf and is kind of investigating. Neros, what are you doing? Um, I, I don't know because I don't know if I'm in danger or not. Okay, so maybe just like being aware, just kind of alert, looking yeah. around. Okay, looking for anything unusual. I don't like this. I have my bow drawn. Um, I want to be prepared for whatever is about to happen. So I'm like on my guard. I would imagine that's about the same thing that Neros is doing right now is just like being on your guard. Zephyr, you've already got your bow pulled out, as you'd mentioned. (laughs) I mean, I can I can put it up and put it out. You can have your bow out. Um, I'm going to prepare to cast teleconnected projectile if I see something. Okay. That I don't like. So, Zephyr, from the bookshelf just behind you, on the other side of the bookshelf from Alward and Neros, can't see it. You hear a soft rapping noise and a voice right behind you saying, Knock, knock, little rabbit. Uh, I'm immediately turning around. Do I see anything? You see what Zephyr may have been expecting to see. An impossibly tall, lanky figure dressed in tattered business attire and wearing a tall top hat. He's kind of standing with his head a little bit crooked and a grin far Uh, too wide for his face. uh, My dream man. (laughs) I don't... Ew. I immediately let off a phase bolt. Do I have phase bolt? Is that what I have? I don't know. What do you have? You do have phase bolt. Uh, yeah. I'm not even going to question it. I let out a phase bolt with my bow drawn. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. That's not going to hit unless unless it's not real. Uh, unless it's not real. Sorry. Uh, eight. Yeah, so you loose a phase bolt from your bow and it like phases in and out of reality and just phases right through the creature that doesn't even seem to react or flinch. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pass back behind the bookshelf to the... uh, Well... Oh, gosh. I don't know what to do. I'm going to rush him. I'm not going to go behind the bookshelf. I'm going to rush him, pull up my dagger, and I'm just going to charge... Go ahead. He doesn't seem to be reacting. In fact, his grin kind of grows a little bit wider. <sighs> Do I need to roll to attack? Yeah, go ahead and make this roll. And then after this, then I'll allow either of you to go ahead and do something. Okay. Crap, I don't think I've used my dagger before. Uh, that is a 21. So as you rush the creature with the dagger... It just kind of casually sidesteps out into the middle of the hall and the dagger misses him. And you're, he's moved faster than you've ever seen something move before. I'm just going to follow through and keep running to the back side of the, the bookshelf to get out of that location. Gotcha. I know that I was joking when we were away about the possibility of somebody dying. I didn't expect it to be us. It may not be us. He hasn't had his roll initiative. Alward and Neros, would either of you like to act? Um. <laughs> Abby's first. Can I add a little bit to uh, nope. maybe give you guys a little bit of an inclination of what's going yes, on? Yes, please. <laughs> I've made some uh, grunts and some slight uh, sounds that sounds like I am attacking something. Okay. If that helps. Oh, that does help. Also... I'll go ahead and say that was your turn. So th- those were air quotes for the audience. Turn. <laughs> That's the air quote voice. Yes. 
<laughs> so, Zephyr, <laughs> since it was your turn, you you could say whatever you want to give your party members additional context. Technically not so, in context. So I'm not actually going to say anything, but my reaction is more of a, you can tell that I'm doing something physically laborious, which is not the correct way to say that. So Alward would like to try and rush around the corner to see what's going on. So, Albert, you rush around the corner of the bookshelf and you yeah. see that lanky figure I described previously, like stringy, kind of greasy hair. And it's just at that moment, like stepping aside as Zephyr slashes with his dagger and keeps running. And then the head kind of turns without the rest of the body. The head just turns to look at you. This is literally like one of my nightmares. It's my dream, man. It's disgusting. Uh, um... What? Uh, what are uh, hi? <laughs> it raises a hand in like a charismatic nobleman type gesture, and then greets you, saying, "Good evening. Are you one of my little rabbit's friends?" I. I don't know who are you and who's your rabbit. Before he answers, I feel like <laughs> Neros would have had time to do something. It's a very slow conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While Alward is speaking with Top Hat Grossman, I would like to call out to Zephyr and just like, are you all right? I don't respond. I just yell. That's, that, that, that's me daggering. I'm just full of great words today. <laughs> Daggering is a verb. It's a word. It's not a free action, but it is a word. Mm-hmm. Daggering is a free action. <laughs> it is not. That is too powerful. <laughs> um, and with that response, I'm going to... F- yeah, I'll follow, follow Albert around the corner of the bookshelf. All right. So you also see this creature kind of <laughs> just popping up just as Albert is asking that last question of like, who are you and who is your rabbit? And the creature just smiling gestures down the hall to Zephyr, who's just like catching his footing from the dagger slash as he's continuing to go down the hall. And he says, the thrill of the hunt. So you, I'm, I'm sorry, you didn't answer. Who are you? And are you Zephyr? Don't even give him the time of day. Well, I do you know who that he is? He doesn't belong here. Clearly, he's some sort of fae. Can I do? Can I do a recall knowledge? Yes. What do you want me to roll? Or what Actually, do you? What do you want to roll? <laughs> any of you? Would you? Would Ed, all of you like to recall knowledge? Yeah, that'd be great. What are as everybody's nature bonuses? Oh, nature. Nature. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, not what I expected. I can't do underworld lore. <laughs> I no. thought a cult for sure. I did too. My nature is only a plus one. Yes. Straight roll. Congratulations, you did not critically fail. Oh. (laughs) I have the crit fumble cards, but that doesn't make it's just a recall knowledge. (laughs) It's important. My nature's a plus six. Did I also not critically fail? He's just a regular gentleman. (laughs) He's just a normal chap, guys. I mean, I don't think that he is. Straight roll. He's doing business. Regular gentleman. Do you yeah, know right. who he is? Why are you rolling? He's the hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would prefer if you didn't steal our hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> we need to eat those later. I would not. So you've recalled knowledge. Yeah. Um, Alward and Zephyr are both totally lost. You know, they're just like, I have no clue what this thing is. Um, Neros is a little bit more informed of this. She kind of has like a sense of it has something to do with like the primal energies of the world, but she has no clue really what it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Alward, you had just asked, what are you? Then you just hear his mouth doesn't move, but you hear a whisper in your ear. I'm your worst nightmare. I I don't, um, I can't wait. Can you read my thoughts? I don't want to say this next bit aloud. I don't think you are. Um, considering I know what my worst nightmare is. Alward, I'd like you to make a will saving throw. Oh, Let's no! Go. 
Uh, I don't like this, Jordy. This honestly gives me like a chill down my spine. Just the v- mental image of it. I don't like it. Uh, 19. Ooh. Alward, you feel like you've been unnerved up until this point. But you Why feel just so like strong? a sense of dread filling you as you become frightened too. Ooh. Why is he so strong? You've not critically failed. That wasn't a critical fail? No, a critical fail would be frightened three and fleeing for one round. What direction is oh uh, Tall Cross, Tall Boy Crossman, Grossman? Tall, tall Gross? Tall, tall Boy, boy Grossman. <coughs> what direction is he looking? Uh, currently he's facing away from you, looking at Alward and Neros. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to book it towards him again and try to push uh, Alward... I'll word the way. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. That was a very... But yeah. I'm also taking a swipe. Not as stretchy as this nice. old man. So right hand <laughs> dagger through tall gross man. Left hand grab Alward. Yes. Nice. Go ahead and make an attack roll. I'm playing loose with the rules today. It's very narrative stuff. Abby, can you see what I just rolled? Is that a seven? <gasps> oh, no. Wait. Is that to the attack or to grab me? It is the attack. Do you have any cards? Oh, I do. Holy I, where did I put them? I wouldn't spend a card on this one. Okay, don't spend a card. Says but the I GM. just want to look at what I have because <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that's the reason. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, so I rolled a one. I can't breathe. I don't know if that helps. Okay, so with your split <laughs> attention between trying to knife this guy as you're going to grab Alward, it's not your best work. And like... The creature doesn't even have to sidestep. You just kind of slash on your way by, and you're, you know, you're f- uh, Im- immediately. Your first thought is immediately like, oh, I missed. I shouldn't have missed. But then you just push that away, and you're like, I've got to get Albert away from this thing. I said, don't talk to him. And I push you out of the way. You didn't say that. I said, don't give him the time of day. That's the same thing. It's very different. <laughs> One is not answering questions. What is he? As you've kind of pulled Alward back, the creature's still just standing there, and it's just looking at you and just licks its lips and is like, <clears throat> your fear is so delicious. Are we going to need a content I, warning on this one? I feel yes. like something's <laughs> touching my neck, and I don't like it. It's gross. You I'm touching are the neck. only one that should be afraid. At that moment, the creature looks like it's about to say something, and then the three of you hear Uver cry out in pain. Well, do we all collectively look that direction? I'm, yeah, I'm going like, to... I'm not. I'm going to keep my eyes on the thing that I'm scared of currently. Well, while you do that, I snap my attention over to Uver. Me too. My nip snaps. Nip? My nip? <laughs> You're what? Your my neck snaps. <laughs> in Roll up a new character. You're dead. <laughs> Just introduce the big bad, and I'm dead. No, I look. So Zephyr and Neros, you look over at Uver, and you can see his left hand is still holding the chalice, but his right hand has actually reached over and is grabbing his forearm, like clutching it like he's in pain. I'm going to grab the hands of Neros and and Alward and just pull in the direction of Hamir, and I'm saying all these names, Uver, I've said the entire party, and I'm just going to pull them the direction of the two guys and I'm going to try to get them towards them so that I could potentially get Uver's hand off that chalice. Um, using a thing. I, I think Alward would be too like frozen. He, he's scared. That's why and I'm grabbing your fleeing, hand. So That's why I, he's I'm grabbing saying it. I think y- y- I would have to roll a save for this one. I'm not going to let you. Oh, so oh. like you're trying to resist that. You're yeah. trying to just not, not like move. intentionally, but I feel like Alward would you're just, just like be sort of stuck. Frozen in fear type yeah. thing. Mm. Let's go ahead and do this as a shove check then. So okay. Zephyr, go ahead and roll athletics. And it would be against my DC? Yeah, your fortitude DC. Okay, well that's my weakest, so you should be able to get it pretty well. Unnatural twenty. Yeah, that beats it. <laughs> I, right now because I'm frightened too, I have a fortitude DC of twelve. Nice. Oh. I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> But yeah. I have a plus seven athletics. Nice. So you've got Neros and Alward, and you're pulling them away from the creature. Alward kind of struggles a little bit, but you've, you've got this iron-like grip as you just pull them away. 
Alward, just as the creature is like being pulled out of your view from around the corner of the bookshelf, you can see he just kind of starts to like melt into just like fog and mist. As a side note, I really like this thing. I don't know what it is, but it's so cool. Um, it needs to make a fortitude save as it's melting away. Ooh. Because I'm going to cast telekinetic rend on its spot. Oh. I'm assuming it succeeds. What's your DC? Uh, low. Because <laughs> I'm frightened. Um, 16 if I'm still frightened to 17 if I'm frightened one. Uh, I'll say you're frightened one right now. Okay. Uh, he critically succeeds. Yep. Nothing happens. Except and for books get thrown everywhere. Yeah, as those books are just flying all over the paper places, a few ancient papers of forgotten lore just kind of fluttering in the breeze of the tele- telekinetic rend. Zephyr, you hear the message in your ear like you often use to people you just hear I'll be back little rabbit like heck you will and as you reach Uver and Hamir and you're about to go ahead and break their hold on the chalice we'll go ahead and bring those players back in we're now at like an encampment that's all peaceful at night more like and there's the 13 people around and me and you around like just this area. They're all doing what they would normally do on a night. And it's me, you, and that guy who just saved us with the shield just sitting around the fire. <sighs> okay. It's, it's, it's... Can we, can we, can we pause for yes, yes, we're here. We're here. Go. All right, all right. I, I will try again. Reach back try. out and go. Don't let go. Uver, as you're beginning to focus, you start to feel something warm and wet on your hand that's holding onto your forearm. And instinctively, you stop and you look down and you see like fresh cuts in your arm that spell out in Sylvan Aored. Aored. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand this part of my backstory. <laughs> that was the name of that mad king that you found those two treatises about. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Eorit, is it the mad king? The mad king, but I, I still don't, I, I don't understand what he has to do with this. I well, need that's more. A, that's a start. Focus on him. Focus on him. Folden, this place is breaking down faster than it did before. Find out why. Do something about it. The ghost just looks back at you, Hamir, and then looks over your shoulder. I look back. And behind you, closer than you've ever seen it before, is that figure, that entity, still bound in chains, but now just barely on the edge of the clearing in the woods and mist is beginning to gather around, cover the ground, and just obscure any vision of anything outside of this clearing. Cadriel, if you want your son to be fine, make sure nothing happens here. He shrugs. Just chain it. Keep it. You've done it before. Do it more. I don't know what it is you things do here. We don't need long. He plants himself like in a defensive posture with his shield up between you and the entity, but the mist is still beginning to thicken and it's getting like hazy in the clearing itself. I still need more time. I still need more time. Focus on his name, Arid. Arid. Focus on him. Take, here. Let's see. I grab you and I grab the chalice and I just pour it down your throat. Feel it. Let it wash over you. Think of him and you. I'm going to ask for a roll. Uver, I'm going to need a will save. (laughs) (laughs) He has turned in his hero point. (laughs) He's doing math on his phone real quick. That is a 25. With a success, you were able to keep down 
the drink as Uver is pouring it down your throat. You maintain your consciousness. You're latching onto this name, and some part of your consciousness grabs onto that name and is like, this man is important, and I need to find him. I need to... I need to find him. Find him? What? Is he dead? Is he alive? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't... I just know that he is... You learned about him before, right? Yeah, uh, from what I understand with the, the two books that are there, I was researching. I was researching and finding the knowledge. I was seeking the knowledge, and now I need to find him, I think. I need to find him. Hey, Mir, you've never seen the fog any thicker than it is right now. And I think this is a sign we should probably leave. But I don't know if I have it all. I don't know if I have it all the information that then, I lost. I don't know what then happened. Then keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep feeling. I don't know what happened hey, between. Mir, you know at this point that if you push further, there's a very real risk you won't be able to get out. Could I try in one last attempt to try something? Like, and you can say no to this. Like, grab his head and try to push that information and roll, like, an esoteric check. I will let you know in advance what a fail will cause. Okay. Which will be mental damage to to Uver as you're, like, forcing yourself into his psyche. (laughs) (laughs) Uver would also have to allow it. So, like, he would be able to just resist it. I got this. Uver! And Hamir runs up. And he, like, grabs your head. He's like, let me in. What, we what? can find it. Let me in. Uh, uh, try. Try. And then he just kind of tries to, he's a chalice is like, in between us. And he's trying to focus all that into you. All right. Go ahead and make me an esoteric lore check. Cool. I'm going to use my hero point just to try to get a higher result. I don't feel bad about what I rolled, but I want to get better than that. 19. As you clasp Uver's hand, head in your hands and you begin to focus, you there's like a sort of like a mental sensation of just trying to like pull apart. Not like you're ripping open Hamir's head or anything, but just trying to get through to the, the center and Uver, you just have the most splitting headache you've ever experienced. As to you, it does feel like Hamir is just beginning to pull your head apart. Hamir, I'd like you to roll a d6 for me. Oh. Okay. Six! Uver, you take six mental damage as Hamir is trying to dig into your psyche and is just not able to get to what he needs without causing damage. Just don't fight it. Just let it happen. I can help you. Keep, keep going. I must, I must understand. You may continue making attempts. However, I will let you know, Hamir, from your familiarity with these sorts of psychic escapes and such like that, the more you push, the longer you stay, the harder it will be to leave. Do I have a sense maybe of how many attempts I could make before... It becomes too long. You know you could leave now. You don't know if this attempt would be your last attempt. I'm going to try it. What? 26. It's a 19 on the day. You begin pushing in again, reaching deeper. This time, you know these sensitive areas to stay away from. And what you find when you're beginning to look, you're looking for a through line, a thread of memories. And what you find seems like a patchwork quilt with the patches removed. So a quilt? No, so like a quilt made out of patches, (laughs) but instead of finding a through line where pieces have been repressed, they've been just completely removed. Okay, and I can't do anything about that. All right. We're leaving now. Okay. Okay. This is... I can't take it anymore. I, I, don't, I don't... I can't... What did you find? 
We'll talk about it later. Let's get out. Grab the chalice again. Hold on to it. <sighs> Concentrate on home. Uh, not on home, but where we were. <laughs> and I'll grab it. And Hamir will grab it as well. The library. No, yes, that library. And as you begin to focus, that green mist that's surrounding you in the forest, it's become so thick you can hardly even see each other through the mist, suddenly begins being pulled into the chalice like a vortex, swirling and spiraling in. And as the mist clears from your view, you see around you again is the library where you all begin. And the three who had been in the room all look a little bit harried, Alward a little bit more than the others. Um, Zephyr has just walked up like he's about to try to separate the two of you and is still like has his hands out. Walked, but bro, has I ran. Oh, yes, that's true. He <laughs> ran up and was just about to separate the two of you. But you've just come back out of your psyches just before he moved to push you apart. Are you two all right? Yes, we're fine. Uh, uh, yes, 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 I, I, I am fine. <laughs> he uh, does not seem okay. Uber, you, you seem not all right. How does Uber feel? <laughs> I don't know, Sven, you tell us. <laughs> he so, feels all right. You know, uh, have you ever experienced altitude sickness? A little bit, yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. I haven't for what what is Yeah, so for those who haven't experienced altitude sickness, it's gonna be like nausea with a headache and just kind of like a general sense of like shortness of breath, like you just mm-hmm. can't get enough air. My Tuesday nights. You, you, you see Uver uh slowly just kinda take his hand off his arm and kinda look at it. And it looks the same as it always has. What <laughs> happened? Not much. We learn that his memories just aren't there. But we have a lead now. Why was he in so much pain? It looked like he was screaming. I, I, that is one thing I don't want to remember. But uh, uh, where, where are those two books? Where are those two books that you that that we found here? The the ones about the Mad King. Who picked those up? Did somebody grab those? Howard has them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he asked. And oh, sorry. Where are those two and books? And you, you see... Oh. He wants them. You asked about the two books? He wants the yeah. two books. Yeah. So you see Howard is just like slowly moving away, but he's not taking his eyes off uh, past the bookcase. At a spot past the bookcase. But he's making his way down the room. Towards us, or no, away? just down the room. What? <laughs> Which direction like, are you walking? That's not me. Oh, there we go. Oh, so towards us. Yeah, but I'm gonna continue. Okay. Like uh, further? Uh, yeah, further down the room. Uh, I would. I would. Where is the books? Where Where's the books about the oh. Mad King? This is this, uh, uh, Arden. Arid. <laughs> we kept trying to remember that guy's name upstairs. <laughs> so it's E O. R E D A O Red. A O Red. Everybody else is writing this down. I'm not. I'm writing. I down expect you to write it in Sylvan. E O R what? I don't E-D. speak that language. Uh, where are the books about Zamat uh, King? Uh, A O Red. Alwood has them, I believe. Um, Alwood, could, could you please, could you please bring them? Uh, and as he's talking, you kind of see him trying to compose himself, like. Taking deep breaths and and um, and get back to how you normally see them, but you can see he's he's flustered. All right. So uh, after getting about, um, I would say thirty feet away from you guys, uh, Alward finally. In wait, not- hold on. Wait, you're going towards the doors? Yeah. Oh, I would stop you. That's fine. I just need right there. Okay. I'm. Well, no. Um, no, <laughs> like I'm not. Let, I wouldn't let you get to the doors. So. Yeah, let's go ahead and have that part happen where <laughs> Alward is beginning to walk away from the group and Hamia, hey, you're going to stop him. Hamia, hey, what are you... Uh, Alward, what are you doing? <laughs> Me, myself, what am I doing? He kind of walks kind of to start getting in your way there. Um, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm just walking that way a bit. I, Why? 
we be, need the books. Give them what? here. That's I just sort of drop my bag and continue on. It's in, they're in there. Um, I'm gonna grab your shoulder. I'm I'm gonna continue to and walk. Hold you. I'm going oh to. Oh boy! <laughs> Athletics check versus Fortitude DC again. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, amp my mage hand. What? And uh, to like push him off me. Okay. Wait. If I critically succeed, he'd be immobilized, which could stop him from doing that. Yeah, let's go ahead and have you grab first. Okay. And then if you don't critically succeed, Alward can use his mage hand thing and as an escape check. it's against check. my fortitude. What's your fortitude, yeah. DC? You have to beat a 14. Really? You have no more penalties to this. I know. Okay. Yes. Did you critically <laughs> succeed? succeed? Oh, okay. Mine is a shove checked against his fortitude DC, but I get to use my spell modifier for it. Is that a manipulate action? Uh, it's casting a spell. Does it have the somatic trait? It does. Okay, so it would have a DC, DC five. 5 flat check or it would fail. Okay, that's fair. Exactly 5. <laughs> okay, so the spell does not fail. So now you can make your check hard. and we'll do it against... Instead of the fortitude DC against the athletics DC, because you're doing it as an escape attempt instead of a push attempt. Okay. 18. I failed. Oh. <laughs> 13. I rolled a five again. What's the matter with you? What are you doing? I'm trying to shut that door. What? The doors are closed. No, they're not. And that, I, I point to the one at the very end of the hallway. There's nothing in that hallway. I was already over there. I closed the door behind me. I would just feel better if it was closed again. What's wrong with you? It's open You now. don't look right. You dropped your bag. You don't drop your bag. What's wrong with you? I'm fine. I'm going to close Howard, the door. You little... <coughs> what is your problem? <laughs> Let me go. What happened while we were uh, sitting here? It's none of your concern. You don't need to know. <laughs> it's not the response I thought was gonna happen. I was being coy because I thought Petit was gonna explain it. I honestly, that is the exact response I expected from Zafir. Oh, that's not amazing. gonna lie. The door was closed. Now it's open. And we don't need to talk about what happened. Wait, the, the door I, was closed. Yeah, the door was closed. We just... But it's open now. So all so we need to do is just leave. We don't even need to be here anymore. I mean, that's fair, but I still want the door closed. Honestly, Why? What's wrong with the door? What, it's open. What, what is wrong with it? I'm you three idiots are down man. here doing who knows what. I'm going what. to unleash my psyche. Oh. If that's, it's uh, technically only a combat thing. But if he does not let me go, I am fully ready to fight him. I don't think. Oh my gosh! In this context, I don't okay, think that that's it's fine. a perilous enough situation yeah. to allow that. That's fine. Please let me go. I'm Hamir. with Hamir. Hamir, you can see that like there's like a simmering rage in Alward that you've never seen before. Can I roll something on him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a perception check. About to say, Uver is going to do the same thing. Sure. It was him dropping his bag and acting nonchalant about it that made me tip off that something was wrong with Howard. The most open character in this party. He he's letting us look at his bag. No, you don't give up your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-two. Sixteen. Uh, what do they need to roll against? Mm. <laughs> if you're trying to obscure information from them, I would say a deception. Uh, no, I, I don't know if I would try to obscure anything. I just want them to let me go. Okay, so you're you're not trying to hide this information. It's just how much do they glean? Yeah. Okay. What, what were your results? 22. 16. Both successes. You can tell Alward is very shaken. Like, he's seen something that has messed with him. And, like, he's trying to reach out around him to just try to get whatever degree of comfort and return to normalcy he can. Perhaps we will let him close the door. I don't. I, oh, I will close the door. I, How about that? 
It doesn't yeah. even matter. Let's just leave. We got what we came here for. Hamir kind of looks over at an empty space and is like, fine, fine, fine. I just do whatever you want. And he kind of just lets go, kind of pushes you a little as he lets go of you. And kind of just goes back and starts grabbing all those things. Uh, I'm going to go physically close the door. But as I'm doing that, I use my mage hand to grab the two books and give them to Uver. And don't op- go open the double doors. I, I don't touch those. Not what I wanted to do. Anyway, it, it is. Anyway, let's leave. And we can talk some more out of this place. I'm yes, with Hay here. I, I, I think that is best. Let us, let us get out of this place, this, this horrible place. You have everything you need, Uber. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I think so. I think so. Uh, good. Are you good to go? I, I I will make it. I will make it. So let's let's just go. Let's just get out of here. Good. Good. Alright. I would like to ask, who is the last one to leave this room? I kinda wanna hold Hank back with Uver if I could for just a second. Unless someone else is just Uh I think I would I don't know if I'd be last, but I'd probably be one of the last since I gotta gather my things back up. Okay. If if you pull Uver aside um, then he he would stay behind. Okay. So the three of them start moving towards the end exit, and Hamir, Uver, you're gathering stuff up, getting ready to leave, and just as you're about to walk through the doors back into the wide open space where you fought the gelatinous cube, the door at the end of the hallway slightly swings open again a little bit. Oh my gosh! And there's just a quiet knock, knock. <laughs> Uver. Yes. Now a lot happened there. But, uh, but I need to make sure that you're not going to tell anyone about anything you saw in there. It, it is... It, I, 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 will, I, I, I will not tell anyone. I, I will... That is... Good. That is your information. But what happened here? And what? I don't know, and I don't care. We'll just leave. <laughs> There's something wrong with this place, obviously. There's something wrong with the chapel over there. There's something wrong everywhere with that freaking door. We're just leaving. While while Uver wholeheartedly agrees and we'll start moving out of there, does Uver (laughs) notice anything familiar from that? From the door? Yeah. (laughs) No? Nothing. Just the door. Just the door. Worth a shot. <laughs> it's just a door, man. No, the the, the knock. It's a doorman. There's a man did, in the did, door. Did, can, does Close it, the door. Okay, is man. there any any perception that we can gain from it? Because Uber would totally take a notice of that. It feels more like an echo of a knock than an actual knock. Uber, drop it. There is. Let's go. Something should not. You be have it. other things to focus on than a door. Let us let us get out of this place. Let us let us move. I I am done with this place. Howard, already out of the room. Uh, he's like kept trying to catch up. Howard, what? What's the best place for a drink in this town? I, I only know of one inn. <sighs> you disappoint me every chance you get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to impress you. I just I. Whatever. Fine. Just. Just leave. Just leave this place. Leave this place at this at once. And uh, and we should say that no one else should come down here. I, I I feel like the city has said that pretty well. Yes, yes. It's a quarantined off area that says what no one should go in there. Enter at your own risk. So you begin to make your way back out of the dungeon, back through the large room where you fought the gelatinous cube and up the stairs where you disarmed the magical rune trap. And you begin to approach the two ropes that you let down to drop into this vault. Speaking of disarming, I'm going to try to disarm this door that is over here uh, that has been hacked up. I'm just going to try to open it with like grab the handle and (laughs) turn it. (laughs) It's... (laughs) Did anybody try that? It's locked. Did we try to yes. open it with the It's a locked handle? door. It was locked previously. Are you trying to open it now? Yes. The door is still locked. But oh. as you're like moving the handle and trying to push it, there's a soft knocking on the other side. I about face and head right for the ropes. It's probably just another one of those creatures. It's best that it didn't get opened. Yes. I, I do not think... 
that there are many places we should have gotten into. It is a, a blessing in disguise, I think. You all need to stop talking. We need to start climbing. Let's get out of here. That's what I'm doing. I'm already halfway <laughs> out. <laughs> He's talking and climbing. You're very on climb. the rope behind You're, him. What are you talking about? You're very calm for climbing a rope. I do it every day. He's a very spry dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> I was like, he's not a dwarf. You're a dwarf. Okay. I often poke comatose dwarves. <laughs> I do. So you've made your way up the ropes, down the hallway, past where you fought the squeezy dragon, as the gremlin put it. Oh, yeah. Retrieve the ropes, too. Yes, retrieve the ropes. And as you're passing by that gremlin who had his shop out like by the entrance, he's just like, mm, you've come back. Want to buy anything? No, no, I think we'd like to leave. We killed the dragon. You're free to go down there now. Oh. Also, we got rid of the slime as well. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of dangerous things down there that would probably want to kill you. Oh. But have fun destroying things. Oh. Well, in, I, in fact, and he, as you say that, he's just like looks really gleeful and just like picks up like some small object off the ground, just smashes it and just smiles. In, in, in fact, if... It would be in everybody's best interest if you go and destroy the entrance completely. Okay. <laughs> the entrance to here? Like the entrance to the uh, beyond the dragon. Well, I mean, if you want to destroy the entrance to here, that's fine. Just let us out yeah. first. Well, that's no fun. Well, Why don't you wait there? I can destroy in a jiffy. Won't be hard. And he starts walking towards no, the No, 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 no. Wait, what about you? How are you going to get out? Ah, just eat. <laughs> it's what he does. How much does he weigh? Uh, let's you? say about as much as a watermelon. As much as a watermelon? I'm going to pick him up with my mage hand. Can I assist with my mage hand? <laughs> we'll both pick him up. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Since it's a comic scene, sure. Uh, ow, ow. How am I supposed to destroy this building with you guys in it if you're just levitating me? You're not supposed to destroy it with us in it. That's the point. I'm getting really mixed messages. Go Wait. down that hallway. There's a big hole. You go down that hole, just destroy everything that you see right before that hole and just... Is there a locked door? Yes. Um, y yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'd like to leave now. Can I follow I him? No. Can we follow him? No. Oh, no. right. I don't want to go that door. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anybody no. watching. Oh. I'm making art. Is this a private moment? <laughs> I am bearing my soul. Uh, how, however, you, you will find uh, multiple sets of double doors. Everything with a double door leads to death. Okay. Just don't go through doors. I said you can go yeah. through the hole, but not doors. Okay. I don't want him to doors destroy the library. I, it's fine. There's a library? No, no. No, there's not. Oh, okay. Can we leave now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's get out so of So you put here. the gremlin down. No, I don't. I was going to ask, what are you doing <laughs> with your hand? Because I was just going to toss I'm him gonna, down the hallway. I'm keeping him with us until we exit, and then I'm throwing him down the hallway. Because they have 30 feet range, so as long okay. as they stay Just within 30 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so the five of you begin walking back out into the late afternoon sunlight in the sandy expanse of the center of the arena. This gremlin floating behind you, held aloft by mage hands. When you hear a voice shout out from in front of you, Halt! And out in the expanse in front of you are six robed figures. One of them... His hood is pulled up over his face so you can't see. As he says, I demand your immediate and unconditional surrender in the name of the High King, Aered. What? Oh. oh and that's no. where we'll end this episode. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought sneak. you said I sneak downtime. I sneak. Did we level up yet? <laughs> so since we split up our group into two separate segments, we've decided there's going to be a hero point for each group since we don't want to have contestants who are competing against each other and weren't even present. So in our first group, we've got Sven. What did you get? I chose Flash of Insight. Play at the start of your turn. Until the end of your turn, you gain automatic knowledge. For any one skill... If you already have automatic knowledge, when you use that feat to attempt a recall knowledge check this turn, use an outcome one degree of success better than the results of your roll. 
If you use this to learn about a creature, you gain twice the number of clues about its abilities. Do you know what automatic knowledge does? I have no idea. Same. I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you did. It's a skill feat that lets you roll recall knowledge as a free action. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's that's really nice. 258 for nice. anybody that wants to look nice. it up. And then in our second group, Jenkins. Hi. <laughs> Uh, I grabbed Drain Power. I play when I activate a magic item uh, that casts a spell. I get a height in that spell by one level. This can't heighten the item spell above half your level rounded up. If the item wasn't consumed on use, you can't use the item again for 24 hours. Which I don't... Probably just going to give it away, but it's very good. I was about to say, I used my last hero point. <laughs> yeah, we used both of our hero points. Yeah. I thought there wasn't going to be any rolls. <laughs> Sven, you, you got anything planned? Well, I think I need to go get a breath of fresh air after that. <laughs> I'm with you. Let's go take a walk. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a trip around the block, and we'll see you all next week. I like a lap. <laughs> this has been an Atomic Broadcasting production. Pathfinder, Galarian, and the Lost Omens world setting are copyright of Paizo. More information at paizo.com. Music in the show is from Monument Studios' collection, as well as assorted artists with some original tracks composed by Jordy Hake. More details in the description. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to share with a friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. Abby, it's 2 p.m., you're in Denmark, and you're approaching a bus. What would you like to do? I want to sniff it. You sniff the bus. It smells like diesel and Twizzlers. Oh, Twizzlers. The door opens and hmm. a man picks his head out and goes, oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the banter bus. <laughs> I smell Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. We have Twizzlers you in the back. a faint in the very back. It's all black licorice. Oh, no, leave. I, I don't, don't want to. I think that they are fine. <laughs> lady, I think you need to get on so we can move on to the main course. I don't know that the lady wants to get on the well, bus with you, a bunch of strange men. If you look men. around, there's nowhere else to go. What happened to the choice aspect all of, of the story? Have disappeared. <laughs> yeah, what do you do now? Have all, yeah, have all the buildings disappeared? I are in an empty white space. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a world where public transportation is filled with banter and meaningless jokes. So, does this count as lovingly caressing the fourth wall? <laughs>